So what is the search committee looking for in a new president? We are looking for someone who just lives the core values of collaboration and team building that have been so important to OHSU. We're not looking for some top-down leader who is just going to come in and and, uh, do what they want to do at all. This is fundamentally important. We're looking for somebody who has real feeling and understanding and experience with all three missions and who understands the importance of balancing all of these things. Training Uh, is, in fact, a part of the broader initiative. We want to create a social change around engagement around inclusion. We believe that diversity is indeed uh, a part of being an excellent institution, but diversity alone is not going to get us to inclusion. It's the ways in which we practice exclusion and sort of define that exclusion as standard operating procedure. And we don't take enough time to look at whether this standard operating procedure is in fact creating the kind of diversity or if it's really practicing things that are more discriminatory and based on the ways in which we express what we're comfortable with as an institution. This primer uh, or not. There are three levels, level one, two, and three, for both the children's site and and for trauma. And uh, we at OHSU Dornbecker feel very fortunate to be one of the few select centers that have both verifications. It means that every single person your child will interact with is specifically trained and qualified in the, the care of children with that particular problem whether it's an injured child who comes through our trauma system or whether it's an elective surgical case, every single person from the individual who signs them in at the door to the to the nurse that sees them prior to their operation to the entire nursing staff in the operating room to the anesthesiologists to the surgeons who take care of them and to the entire staff who provides post-op care. All they do is deal with children. When I left Nike, one of the people that worked with me said, you know, Wayne, it's a business, but you always reminded us that it's personal. And uh, that was the thing that was very touching for me. So as I go into the presidential search, I take those qualities of laugh, think, cry, and apply that to whoever I'm talking to and interviewing because I want that those type of qualities to come through because I think that will be great for the institution uh, and I think people will, can rally behind that and really be proud of uh, who is the one flying the flag for OHSU as its leader. So OHSU's transportation and parking team has really evolved over the last few years, probably six years, to much more of a solutions-oriented, customer service-oriented team. And uh, I think that that has done a lot to improve our relationship with our customers, getting people to campus, whether it's in a single occupancy vehicle or not. What makes it so important to drive down that single occupancy vehicle rate even further is OHSU's continued growth of our program, um, uh, the continued growth of overall staffing levels, and um, the need to accommodate more people with fewer parking resources. Uh, many things have happened in, my, happened in my career that I didn't imagine, but this one is sort of a pinnacle of a career in many respects. But uh, when I was coming along, um, I only wanted to make professor. So, you know, if I had a to-do or wish list item, it was to make professor in an academic medical center or an academic health center. 
Yeah, I, I like this idea of members, you know, belonging to something, the sense of belonging to something that's important, like OHSU, and something that is greater than oneself. And by being a member of the organization, it brings personal value, while we also try to bring value to the community and those we serve. So, you know, it references, uh, you know, being part of a team. It represents uh, family, that connection where relevant. It also brings in the idea of extended family, because I think, again, here at OHSU, it's not just the folks at the university. It's in the city, in the county, in the region, in the state, and even nationally, internationally. So, you know, you can kind of take it too far. But when I talk about members, I'm talking about those people that are part of the institution and its immediate uh, community. What makes our program extremely unique is this multidisciplinary, interprofessional approach to the patient's care, which compared to many centers, which are really siloed into doing this particular treatment in a particular place in the hospital with a very specific team, um, we have really embraced this larger model of care. And really the secondary effect of that has been not just for this particular patient, but for patients who have sort of diseases like it. We have the ability now to reach out across the entire hospital to um, to get that expertise where normally we'd really be siloed as and act only as consultants. And being able to have the flexibility of the nurses to be able to work in any real any part of the hospital is really just increased our capacity to care for the most critically ill patients. So last week, the OHSU Board of Directors approved OHSU's budget for fiscal year 2019. What is the overall budget this year? Well, um, the revenue is projected to rise by 6% to $3.1 billion. Um, that's both uh, a record in terms of total revenue and a, a pretty strong growth rate. Um, then we're expected to generate off that revenue a um, operating income, bottom line, if you will, of about 3% or $115 million. And as you know, we use this to invest in capital, facilities, equipment, and program for the future. There's a national environment, and then there are all the things that we're doing in Oregon and at OHSU to um, deal with that national environment. The national environment... Um, is slowing payment rate growth. So another way of thinking about that is that if we did exactly the same next year as we did this year, saw the same patients, taught the same students, did the same research, how much more would we get in revenue? Um, and approximately that's about 2%. Then that compares to how much it would cost us uh, to do exactly the same amount of work uh, in exactly the same proportions if we did it exactly the same way. And that's three or three and a half percent. So you can see on a $3 billion um, budget that would very quickly uh, erode the operating income of the university and we'd have less and less money uh, to invest in our future. Yeah, so we received the results officially from Prescani this past Tuesday and we've taken a couple different approaches. So Tuesday we had Prescani here. They did two presentations for any manager leader to come and attend. So that's something new that we've done this year. We really want to share the data as quickly as possible to, to everyone. So we had two presentations for managers and leaders on Tuesday. We also had a special presentation done for nursing leaders as uh, nurses are our largest employee group. Uh, furthermore, we had a presentation done by Prescani for our faculty members uh, that this was done for faculty leadership about the faculty results. Um, so that was Tuesday. Uh, we've also done some other presentations. We've presented to our executive team, uh, the hospital admin team. 
Also, the other really thing that I'm really proud of, uh, the first, we've never done this before. We've done a couple presentations for employees. I use it, well, prior to Scoop, I paid for parking on the hell. And um, when Scoop was first implemented, I decided to try it out. I was a little bit skeptical initially, but I thought if it works and it was reliable, then I can at least subsidize my parking or um, I can just carpool to work and it's a cheaper commute for me. So as I started to use Scoop, I found that my commute was only a dollar if I rode here. So I decided to ditch the my permit on that I was paying for. Since then, I've just been carpooling and it's so reliable and consistent that I was able to sell my car. But I think one of the wonderful things about change in leadership is it is an opportunity to bring new ideas and new perspectives. Uh, Dr. Jacobs has a wealth of experience and experience that is different and complementary to mine. And I think it will be quite exciting to see how that experience is brought to bear here at OHSU. In terms of the the opportunity, uh, the quality of his person, the straight, open, honest, direct uh, style of communication that's uh, very much uh, important to me, Joe has had that from the beginning. And so if there is a bond, it's that I'm glad he's still around and I can reach out to him and ask his opinion about things that are relevant to the uh, university and its missions. And so, yes, there is a bond. There's a bond by virtue of, you know, the initial impression very positive, and I've talked about how uh, how that was a major attraction for me coming to uh, Oregon Health and Science University. But even beyond that, the idea that it continues and we can share those experiences, I think that's just going to strengthen the bond. The, the evidence of just, I'll just deal with one, which is burnout, right? Um, there's profound evidence that, that a majority of faculty and residents in this country suffer from burnout. I mean, that's, that's stunning just to say that a majority, more than half, um, are suffering from burnout. Uh, and so... Um, the consequences of, of burnout are profound. I, um, and, and I think that we're just coming to recognize um, what those are. It's not just the individual suffering um, that occurs, but, but if you have uh, physicians who are burned out or depressed, um, uh, the quality of care is going to suffer. So this is an issue that I think the entire community needs to be concerned about. People are more likely to... Um, uh, turnover increases. People are more likely to uh, leave their job. Um, more uh, medical errors are made. A burned out physician is less likely to be as compassionate and uh, patient with their own patients than, than they would otherwise be. So, so this is not just uh, we need to, to make sure our doctor's okay just for their own um, benefit. This is something that I think is really important for, for the entire public as well. I often tell people I have the greatest job on the planet. I was an engineer before med school and from there became a trauma surgeon. And currently with my clinical research, I combine both those passions of engineering and surgery. And I'm currently currently the medical director of the Targeted Muscle Reinnervation Program here at OHSU, which is an advanced surgical procedure that allows people to control advanced prosthetics simply by thinking about it. Oh my gosh, this is such an honor to be a part of this event, and especially to have the support of the foundation and OHSU as a hospital and university. These events are the key to getting the knowledge and word out there. Again, I feel so supported by OHSU and our Department of Surgery, the Division of Trauma, 
that I am just so appreciative to be a part of this. And um, if it weren't for events like the Tanabe Address, many times all this great work and research, people would be, people, it'd be unknown. People wouldn't know. One of the first times where I saw other people with disabilities, um, when I first started working here, there was somebody else leading the program with, with cerebral palsy, and that's really great. And I think that you said it makes leadership for people with disabilities a priority, and that's really great to see. Mm-hmm. I think we're one of the few, if any, internship opportunities at OHSU that really specifically reaches out to youth with disabilities and actively recruits youth with disabilities to be a part of our internship. So what we are doing is transitioning from annual permits to daily permits to make the commute more of a conscious decision. So we know that some people need to drive every day. We know that some people could probably drive only a few days a week and find alternatives. So we want to create a more flexible parking structure where people are only charged for the days that they need to drive and incentivize other options other days of the week. OHSU Week is a production of Strategic Communications. This episode was produced and edited by me. Thank you for listening this year. I'm Patrick Holmes. See you in 2019.